Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bike Walk Wichita monthly podcast. I'm Kim Newfeld, Executive Director, and I'm here at headquarters recording with Amy. Hello, everyone. We are kicking off the new year and excited to be heading towards sunnier days. Thanks for tuning in and joining us as we talk all things Bike Walk. So, upcoming events, uh, you know, as the days are starting to get a little warmer, uh, it is exciting to uh, see that our calendar is starting to fill up with walks and rides. And uh, we have a really nice walk every Tuesday and Thursday morning right. uh, at Evergreen Rec Center. So if you want to go inside, if it happens to be chillier that day or that right. morning, they have 8.45 a.m. You can join Salud Mas Star there at the Evergreen Rec Center. We also have, of course, our second Sunday slow roll and stroll, and that will be February 13th, so just before Valentine's Day. So definitely make sure you get out and join us because we are going to have a fun event. So check it out on Facebook uh, or our website. Mm -hmm. Bring your Valentine and go for a ride or a walk. Absolutely. We have our February 17th Bike Walk Wichita monthly meeting. Uh, All our friends are welcome, and it will most likely be in-person and uh, virtual. So definitely check in. We have lots of advocacy Mm -hmm. uh, projects going on and other great updates from the city and from our trails and other partners. Yes, and our meetings, even if it's virtual because of COVID protocols and everything, it's still a good way just to interact with other Bike Walk Wichita volunteers and and just get to know what other people are doing for uh, walking and biking in our city. It was great seeing 35 people uh, for the January meeting and and really catching up. So join us. And of course, we will also have our Members Plus exclusive events coming up this year. So if you are interested in supporting the work and efforts of our mission, uh, $25 gets you in as a Members Plus and we would love to have you have join us at these uh, great events around town. So check out our calendar, or our Facebook page. We are adding events all the time. This month, Alan Kaler interviews Commissioner Pete Meitzner, and we hope that you enjoy this interview. Hello. Today we're talking with Sedgwick County Commissioner for District 1 and as of this morning, the immediate past chair of the, of the County Commission, uh, Pete Meitzner. Uh, we're recording this in mid-January 2022. Welcome to Bike Walk Wichita. We're happy to have you here. Thank you for your time. Oh, I'm, I'm glad, glad to be here. Uh, Bike Walk Wichita is a good, good group. Well, thank you. Thank you. Why don't we begin by just asking you to introduce yourself. What do we need to, to know about you? Well, again, uh, Pete Meitzner is my name, and... Uh, Married 40 years, 41 years, kids, Wichita born and raised, Wichita educated, got in the business world and got lucky maybe. I I lived in uh, three different states, South Florida, Phoenix, then we, Dallas, all based on building a, building up a company that that we uh, got real lucky and uh, back when the telecom world was upside down and we got in right then at that time and was successful in that and uh, professionally ended up last couple years uh, we were traded on NASDAQ and I was the president of the company and then once we got real big it it wasn't fun anymore because we were real big Mm -hmm. and we Mm -hmm. sold and we we didn't trade enough shares to be Mm -hmm. impactual so we we sold the company went back private and 
of course the private investors have their own vision and and I knew that their vision did not include me as president all that time though we never left all my brothers and sisters live here in Wichita and we always back and forth kept my shocker basketball tickets oh, okay. uh, through all that time <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, so then came when we sold the company had the kids were small we moved back and uh, permanently and got involved in a lot of stuff that I always been had always been involved in Wichita State and high school and our church and some activities downtown and so uh, so some of the people came to me and said Pete if you got time we really need a business perspective at City Hall and of course just like you all we're all experts because we talk about politics so it's easy to do if you're you know <laughs> we talk around the table so my wife and I we talked about it and said okay well let's see what we can do and uh, Sue Schlapp was the city council member and uh, she was term limited out and so so I ran for city hall this was in 2011 and uh, amazingly 10 years ago here so um, we won and I think our city in 2011 it was not good and then if you recall right after that there was a right middle the start of a drought and of course Mm -hmm. city was in charge of the water so there was a lot of pressure but I could I could I agreed with my with my good friends and advisors basically that that we did need uh, uh, at least one member to have some mm-hmm. business approach to governing and government is different from business but it does need some business discipline around it and mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what I brought to the uh, to the city council it, and I think it, it worked out pretty good and then David uh, Dave Unruh was the county commissioner and he was, him and Karen were good friends. He pressured me or talked me into, he was retiring and talk, said, you need to come over and mm-hmm. take over my spot here. And uh, so that's what I did that. And okay. So, you know, but still involved. So I, although my business is my backbone, I was original member. I found one of the original members of the board when uh, in the Lord's Diner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a passion about those that are less fortunate. And I'm also on the board, have been, before I was elected, was on the board at Cerebral Policy Research Foundation, CPRF. Mm-hmm. Great organization that helps, you know, people with severe uh, muscular handicap, but mm-hmm. they still have their mind. And mm-hmm. it's a wonderful organization. Mm-hmm. So, and then involved in, but I'm on those two boards, but I'm also, you know, involved in some others. But right. so I've got, a little balance on both sides right. bring to the table. So. All right. Well, quite a quite a variety of things. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot. Mm-hmm. I was out, with me, you get a lot of us. <laughs> There's a lot of us, so it's not just I'm not singularly focused as my one passion, but mm-hmm. a lot of electeds do have mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. passion about themselves, and mm-hmm. I kind of bring more of a, I like to tease it's a 30,000-foot level yeah. approach. To yeah. All right. So you've been in Wichita most of most of your life. Mm-hmm. It sounds like. Right, right. What's been your you and your family's experience with biking, walking, transit in in Wichita? I understand you're a runner, I believe. Yeah, uh, you so. done a little homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right out of college, so I'd have been twenty four ish, five ish. For some reason, I don't know who you know took up running, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and my dad was, uh, and I told dad, I said, dad, we ought to try this running thing. And he was always pretty active, but 
So he got into running. And so together we ended up, I think we, we ran in the very first river run oh, over okay. there at Sim Park. Okay. Yeah. And we got, we just got into running a lot. And so dad, we lived, dad lived down south and he'd go over to the river and run along the river there by the old Garvey Y. And, uh, and I was running and then of course I was younger obviously and <clears throat> and I, it, I just the running just caught me uh, it caught a bug and ended up running some pretty strong 10ks and then had a really good friend that was running marathons so he talked me into a marathon and so I ended up running one of those and okay. and then end up I ran five marathons over the course of my I did it as a milestone when I was 35, then 40, then 45. Okay, okay. Then, so I wanted to do another one, but so as I was training, I said, "All right, well, remember you do the half marathon before mm -hmm. the mar and then I thought 30 days. All right, let's let's do this." And I got done with that half, and I went, oh, "I can't do two of these." <laughs> so, so the yeah. half is the yeah. most I've done recently. But all right. So yeah. where do you like to run in Wichita? Well, I'm downtown. A lot the last ten years, and I, I'll have my shoes and stuff in uh, in the trunk, and I go over to Genesis by the baseball field, okay. change clothes there, and and run the river. Um, okay. If it's a bad day, I'll run down to the keeper, and me and the keeper try to talk to each other. You know, I try to get a vision from him. <laughs> Good place for <laughs> well, it. Run down to the dam, and mm -hmm. so basically, you know, a lot of people walking and riding bikes, and the, the scooter. Very popular place. Yeah. So. It kind of lets me, so that's what I do. And then I run, if I'm home, as we, as you saw me, I, we live close to the Redbud Trail. Mm -hmm. And so I'll run, I love running that. All right. Well, as you mentioned, you've been on both the city council <clears throat> for quite a while and now on the uh, county commission. Uh, obviously, they have different spheres, different responsibilities, but has your perspective or your priorities changed uh, between the two, or how's that affected how you look at the Wichita area? Well, I respect uh, the role that, that both of those government entities play. Coming into the county, I, I was hesitant to flex too much because uh, I just wanted to learn more. I kind of, you know, the city does a lot of things that are that are visible. That, that you see, like we just talked about the bike path. And mm -hmm. I remember kind of Janet Miller and I were, were, have been good friends, but she wanted to do something. And I kept saying, let's finish that bike path from so the Century 2 area down to this new dam we're mm -hmm. building, you know. Oh, no, no. I, and so mm -hmm. those kind of things more. And then obviously is involved in, you know, our new airport and, you know, air, air terminal and, and striker complex a lot of those things so the city does a lot of things that are you know the library that are real visible they they mm -hmm. do stuff so to speak mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh bike paths is one of them and at the county the county i learned you know it was more the bones of a, of a community in that you know when you call 911 you expect the phone to be answered mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. well that's that's not as visible and, mm. and the sheriff runs the jail and we do EMS. You want an ambulance, you get an ambulance. So those are things that are you just expect. Those are services that citizens expect to have, mm -hmm. and that's what the county, as opposed to amenities, county, right? As yeah. as opposed, yeah. Now yeah. they both have sheriff and you mm -hmm. know and police, and we both have fire departments, mm -hmm. things like that. But uh, 
And then, and then it provides so many uh, medical support services and aging services and things like that at the county. So a little bit different. It's more how do you reprioritize what's, what's more important uh, mm-hmm. at the county level. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the difference I found. Okay. But it, Interesting. I hadn't, hadn't thought of that aspect of it. That yeah, makes sense. Kind of, and I really, at, at the city, I was still friends with all of our neighboring cities, Bel Air, Derby, and all the value that Mays and mm-hmm. Andover and all that. And then at the county, you're kind of, it, it is part of your whole county, so it was easy transition to mm-hmm. keep supporting things that go on at, uh, at the other cities and even at the state level. So, Okay. Then a second question, maybe the, the same question in a little bit different way, is you've now been serving in government since, what, 2011? Mm-hmm. Is it 2012? Yeah. How has... Wichita changed. How's the oh. the area changed in that, and and how have your your priorities? What what are the priorities now as opposed to then? Well, I I tell you when in eleven, in this your club and and downtown Wichita and some of these things, and I'm downtown. And if you remember, if you could take a picture, twenty eleven, you could drive from on Douglas from Washington to the river. And it was sparse. Mm-hmm. There was mm-hmm. buildings empty, and there was it was dangerously nothing going on. Fortunately, uh, a group of people and coalesced and and said, "What do we need to to make Wichita? Let's you know we're the largest city in Kansas. We're the fiftieth largest city in the country. Forty nine fifty. Are we gonna let this happen?" And are we going to just fall down or are we going to pick ourselves up and we got to do something? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a concerted effort to to do some things. And then you look at today, oh, my gosh, you know, Cargill. And look, look mm-hmm. what Nafsker Park now looks like. And, you know, the arena was there built. But, boy, I tell you what, there was nothing around it. And so mm-hmm. and then all these apartments going along, Douglas. And, you know, so it, it's. I'm very proud that in these 10 years, it, it, it went from looking bad to, uh, you know, and then again, well, you can talk about the Kellogg, uh, you know, the highway, but, you know, striker complex out mm-hmm. there. We're finally, at the time, I, my family's really involved in sports, and I was getting all this feedback that, you know, well, we're we're going out of town because we mm-hmm. got to go to Tulsa, take the kids to Tulsa to play mm-hmm. soccer, the girls' volleyball, got to go to Kansas City. Nobody was staying here because we didn't have anything. Hmm. And so we got with the state, and we built that wonderful complex out there at uh, 96 in Greenwich, and now we're on the map. Mm-hmm. And the hotels and the restaurant people that I know are so happy. I mean, they get we get out-of-town visitors every weekend coming in for – Youth basketball, youth mm-hmm. you know volleyball, mm-hmm. obviously soccer, and, and and so now we're we're acting like we're we're a big city, and and we should be, okay. you know we're not going to be an NFL city, mm-hmm. but we're in that next tier, and we have to compete against Omaha, Tulsa, Oklahoma City for for those kind of uh, Kansas City for those kind of events, and, mm-hmm. and we don't have to own them all, but we got to be mm-hmm. in that game, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm really proud of that okay. in the ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of changes in the culture and uh, sports, you mentioned the basketball and the soccer. Right. What's your thinking or view of the role of walking and biking in the culture of 
Wichita, Sedgwick County? Well, um, as a runner and as aging is impacted and knees, uh, I do more. I do as much walking as I do running. Mm -hmm. run, I run, walk, and uh, I've never been a bicycle person, cycler. Uh, I got a lot of respect. I've got a lot of good friends that, that are cycles. I can't believe the the money that you can invest in a good bike. Afraid <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, and uh, but I, I think it's it, it's huge. Uh, as as I saw you guys at, when they cut the ribbon for the Red Bud out east, it, I was a big supporter through Wampo and with the city to extend that. Worked with Andover, and to the dismay of some, you know, there were some that were saying. Uh, you know that we shouldn't be investing in that and I was never on that side I was always yes we should it's quality of life even had homeowners that would meet with along the Redbud mm -hmm. Trail that were doubters or naysayers and uh, when I was down in Dallas close to the SMU campus there's a uh, Katy Trail mm -hmm. right and I learned there I didn't know that I would bring that what I learned, but there was some very nice homes in there, very nice homes. Yes. And this is you know, the East Borough of Dallas area, pretty mm -hmm. much, if, right. if not um, yeah, the park, on park cities, right? And those homes, they said, "Well, these homes, people were complaining, we're going to do this, but once it was done, it was cleaner. There was no riffraff, and then all of a sudden, these huge stone." Uh, huge stone uh, fences that were backed up right now they're coming out and they're cutting mm -hmm. <laughs> cutting the stone out to put gates in so they could have access and the price of uh, the values went up and mm -hmm. and the place got just cleaner and no riffraff and you know mm -hmm. I think walkers and bikers and and runners for that extent I mean they're they're very conscious about about trash mm -hmm. uh, about no trash mm -hmm. and I even find myself doing that I'm if I'm walking along, before that thing was paved, I could walk along it, and I'd, I'd grab a white trash bag with me and pick up mm -hmm. stuff and yeah, make a little bit of a dent. I'm, I'm, I'm not a total green guy, but, but uh, and now when I'm on, I'm going, man, there's just, they're just no trash. So everything that I learned in down there at the Katy Trail was coming true here. So All right. very happy. Well, good, good. One of the issues that you've spoken about at various times, I think, during your campaign and so forth, is the possibility or, or the uh, concept of, of perhaps uh, consolidating some of the operations of the, of the city and the county. What's, what's your current thinking on that? And uh, is there a, a specific areas or timing on, on that? Well, we, we've done... We've done some. We've merged like planning and zoning mm -hmm. and, and, and a few things. And we built the joint training center for the sheriff and the police to train together because it's really important when there's a really serious event that, that, that the police and the sheriff are coordinated on a, on a bad deal or mm -hmm. even, mm -hmm. even uh, you know, tornadoes, something like that. So, but I, I can tell you that um, <clears throat> I'm a fan of I've got, I should have brought it in, I, in my little notebook. Every time there's something that is brought to my attention, and I said, that's just one more thing. Of, we would be better off if we were combined mm -hmm. government. Mm -hmm. And people are a little afraid of that. But 
I would say um, if you're listening and you wanted to look, you can go look at Nashville. And I used to work in Nashville as part of my territory. And in 2000, Nashville was just a couple of honky-tonk bars, and you'd actually go across the river to get mm. to go to uh, Opryland. But it was struggling. Water problems, blah, blah. Well, they merged their government. They voted, and they have, ironically, 20 cities, just like Sedgwick County has. Mm. And they voted to do one government, Davidson County, Nashville-Davidson County. And if a city did not vote to be part of the merged government, they could still operate independently. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got a great city like Derby. Derby is doing a fantastic job. If we did that and Derby wanted to, to stay by themselves, mm-hmm. so be it. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I think this, the, the citizens should have the opportunity to, to vote on that. And I should have brought my book in. There probably, I, I probably got about 15 items of cases. Hmm. I mean, just yes, just yesterday, Tuesday, you had at city council people addressing the the accident with the with the juvenile right. justice thing. Mm-hmm. Totally, uh, taught, and they're all talking about that at the same time. Sedgwick County, we were getting our annual report of all the juvenile justice efforts mm-hmm. going on in the juvenile world. Right. And right. I remember yesterday. That's my last one. I'm writing. Well, here you go. The city's listening. Mm-hmm. Citizens are passionate. They're trying to talk to it. But meanwhile, the county is the authority and funds mm-hmm. the juvenile, and mm-hmm. we're getting our report. I'm like, right. Uh. right. So water, unbelievable. We could be a regional water authority. Transportation bus system could be a regional transit authority. But anyway, but Nashville is, is a prime example of when everybody's on the same page, how fast you can get. Nobody would have expected them to be home to an NFL mm-hmm. team or a hockey team. Jacksonville's another one, same thing. Indianapolis is another one, same thing. And I, you just see these cities that when we were growing up, you never thought something would be going on in Jacksonville. All of a sudden, it's on the map. Nashville's on the map. Indianapolis. These cities, and I'm not saying Wichita needs to be an NFL or NBA city, but I, I saw this and saw how positive it is when everybody's on working the same goals and in and basically, yeah, they got challenges, I'm sure, but uh, mm-hmm. but it just works, and it's hmm. all the money yeah. goes towards the tax money is you mm-hmm. know you don't the taxpayers aren't feeling like well I pay I pay my county tax here and my city tax there and blah 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 it just uh, it works, mm-hmm. and I think I think it would, and I think the citizens should have a chance to to talk, to at least talk about it. We could put a blue ribbon committee together of really. Uh, smart people and engage also some the regular citizens but a blue ribbon committee attorneys and whatever that could really look at uh, and and finance people what would be the true efficiencies could it happen and and uh, and they may come back and say no but I can tell you uh, my experience I've never seen it to even Wyandotte County Kansas City has become a much better place because they're one government now they only had three cities, mm-hmm. and but but it's one government, mm-hmm. one unified government, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Kansas City's got a racetrack and a mm-hmm. uh, okay. Wyandotte. So it's I, those that are afraid of it. I think it's they're just afraid, mm-hmm. wow. and and uh, they need to be. I think they we could have our eyes open. I think we could be better. 
well, with that. That sounds persuasive. So, yeah. Uh, one of the aspects you mentioned, uh, in fact, I was going to ask about the uh, the transit as Bike Walk Wichita. We're also very interested in, in transit. We, there's a lot of synergies, a lot of common interests between just w- trying to get transportation, the walking or biking, and, and the transit system. What what are the uh, prospects, or what what uh, you got any thoughts on? expanding the transit system beyond just the city of Wichita? Well, learned that uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of a regional transit authority. Mm-hmm. You go down to Dallas, Dallas Area Rapid Transit. You go to Atlanta. You know, they got MARTA. You go into a lot of cities. There's, and there again, this, is a, this piggybacks off of your last question. So we're the Wichita bus system. And thus, the funding, the federal government for public transportation comes to the entity that owns it, which Mm -hmm. is Wichita. Mm -hmm. And Wichita can only provide services in the Mm -hmm. boundaries of Wichita. Mm -hmm. Now, I I wish I had the number. I should have looked it up before. But most major cities are a regional transit authority. It's its own taxing authority. You know, you separate on a budget. It's part of your, just like your, you know, you have things on your property tax, and here's mm-hmm. your transit authority. And then, you know, places like Oaklawn on your way down to Derby that really want to use, mm-hmm. they can't even. We have to contract specially mm-hmm. for Oaklawn residents that that are mm-hmm. that aren't able to afford cars. So, in Wichita, with our street system, which is really good, regardless of what some people think, they they need to drive in. Dallas or mm-hmm. Phoenix once, and then you'll see how easy it is to drive. So we're car-centric, and we want our own cars, and we want to get somewhere quick, which we can. As a matter of fact, when, when we were really struggling with the bus system, I live way out east, and once a week I would take uh, the bus to City Hall. I'd, mm-hmm. My wife would drop me off about about a mile away, and mm-hmm. I'd take the bus just so I could experience mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then... My office, uh, my my business office is at the corner of uh, Woodlawn and uh, Central. So sometimes I would just go there anyway, and then instead of driving down to City Hall, I'd just wait and catch the bus down Central. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to see it. It's it's uh, If I was dressed like this, I kind of looked like a nerd on the bus with the fellow riders, mm-hmm. but the ridership was not uh, was not good. I think we've done some things like uh, school kids to ride the bus for free and mm-hmm. others. But I, I think our transit, I think the city and our transit systems, I think it's doing the best it can try to do under the circumstances. You know, on voting day, they give free rides. The ridership doesn't increase on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, the queue line was a great success. Mm-hmm. And ironically, uh, I'll give the 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 bus system, the 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 the, uh, the board, I'll give them credit. But I was down in Florida, and my daughter and I, and we were at, at a place in in uh, along the beach. We had done some little vacation thing, and you know you you got all these beach houses. So I walk, we, so we're going to go to one of them, one of these little shops. Well, there's a a, a, a sign about a, a you know a trolley or whatever mm-hmm. that goes up and down. And it says free and all that. So I go into the shop and say, what is this about this? And they say, oh, yeah, it just goes just goes up and down mm-hmm. and goes and hits all of our shops and the bars and 
all it does is it just goes up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like four of them. I went, really? So brought that back and I went, God dang, you know, could we look at doing mm-hmm. something like this and just go up and down Douglas, forget all this stuff and make it a different different thing. And, mm-hmm. and sure enough, um, they grasped the idea mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I think that's proven to be, then you have different riders. You don't mm-hmm. have just right. the regular people that need mm-hmm. bus transportation. So. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of things that, that I'm very open to, but I think we it, it, we need to be a regional authority so we can get people that, that if, we, if we're going to get serious about the, the bus system, I think it, it, it needs to be a discussion about a regional transit authority. Okay. And, okay. And, uh, that actually is a lesson, I think, for all transportation, is what you make convenient and, and easy to do, you're going to generate more traffic in that area, whether that is roads or biking or walking or or transit. I think that's just kind of a universal principle. What you make easy to do is what people are going to do. Speaking of which, another area that I think you've been interested in the past is the Amtrak. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bring that to to Wichita. Any comments on that? Any uh, anything you can tell us what what's happening with that? Yes, thanks for bringing that up. I saw that, and uh, I reminisced that I, at one time, I think I was labeled like the train guy. I have <laughs> I have no experience with Amtrak other than rode it once or twice before. It was again one of those things for me. It was a it was a business approach to say, well, why don't we have it? And then found the history. Why 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 did we lose it? Why don't we have it? Is there a reason why we don't have it? What's going on? And I remember he was even uh, Governor Brownback was was governor at the time, and I went up there and I, I showed him all the stuff and said, "Hey, look, Governor, if I I can't see a reason why we don't promote this. Let's get connected to Oklahoma City, Dallas, Fort Worth, Kansas City. Let, let's get our state on the map." And uh, I said, "But if I don't have the support," of the governor or Topeka, then I'll date and timestamp this folder <laughs> and say, we're not gonna do it. We don't have the support, it's over. Because I'm doing way too much work and research and I can't find a reason to not do it. I was looking for a reason to say, okay, we should not do it. A justification to not do it. I couldn't find one. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Governor Brownback, at the time, you know, very, very conservative, and he's going, you know, I voted against Amtrak all the time in Washington. I said, I know, it's a tough <laughs> spot. But you can, you can extend your vote and say, we're not, we're not going to be part of it. He says, I can't do that. You keep working. We need to keep working on it. <laughs> so, so even uh, among the most staunch anti-Amtrak people were understanding the value that it, it helps our, our resume so much as a state and a city. That said... Fast forward here, this huge infrastructure bill. I, you know, I know, now I have good friends at Amtrak. Then they're in Washington, and the regional office in Chicago. And fortunately, they had recognized uh, this connection as well. And so, this is one of the easiest connections that they can do, as far as infrastructure. And Amtrak knew this, and now that there's this money there. There's three of the top 50 cities that are not connected into the Amtrak system. Nashville, just talked about that. Mm. Las Vegas, ironically. Mm. 
and uh, in Wichita. Mm -hmm. And they say that, that Amtrak says these would be our top three priorities because they know that when you connect population centers, ridership comes and blah, blah, blah. And then you've got all the reasons why it's easy, you know, big seats. And mm -hmm. if you're not in a hurry, I used to get the argument, well, they're not on time. And I said, well, do you fly? Yeah. So is every flight you're on on time? Have you ever had a flight cancel? Have you ever spent the night in an airport because it, well, yeah. So <clears throat> where we're at today is we are working with, uh, we're going to have to apply. There's an allotment of money to the uh, Federal Rail Administration Department out of this big bucket. FRA, Federal Rail Administration, will be issuing uh, uh, requests for, for plans. Um, it was going to be about $130 million, 30 or so in Kansas, and about 90 in uh, Oklahoma to finish out the tracks to make them mm. speed uh, access. Mm -hmm. The tracks are there, it's just the, the mm -hmm. speed and the improvement and sidings and whatever. And both Kansas and Oklahoma State Department of Transportations really were, uh, were struggling with that kind of money just for, at the time, you know, two or three, two trains a day, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And plus 30 trains a day are, are doing goods and services, you know. But what this does, FRA, and I think the final, they haven't released the final deal, but, but this money will pay for that infrastructure. We will only have to uh, participate at the local level, meaning Kansas and Oklahoma, 10%, maybe 20. Okay. So... Thirty million turned into three million mm -hmm. for the for the mm -hmm. state mm -hmm. and uh, same in Oklahoma. And I know that the that the uh, secretaries of both Kansas and Oklahoma Department of Transportation are talking to each other uh, and generating support. I think it's got it's got positive because of the cost mm -hmm. that that problem the cost problem is now mm -hmm. uh, not not near mm -hmm. like it was so. We're just hoping, I'm hoping with Amtrak that that we will be, when they sit, they've got about 100 projects they want to do over the next 10 years. And so I'm using their own words that, that we would be the easiest to do. Okay. And so put us in that first group of 10 or mm -hmm. 15 projects. So okay. that's what I'm working on now is to make sure that we still elevate our presence to say, don't forget, we're the easiest, we're the quickest, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Put us in there, check us off the list. Now we got going. Because they got to finish New Orleans over to the panhandle of, of Florida that mm -hmm. was destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm. And that's a big, big project. And that's huge. that was a huge ridership for them before. Mm -hmm. And it, there again, it connects that whole Gulf Coast. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's a big, mm -hmm. it's important to them. But if that would take priority over everything else, then we would be on a real back burner for a few years. So I don't want to do it in year 10. I'd rather do it year one. So, All right. Okay. All right. Well, let's contract our, our, okay. our view a little bit here, talking about the federal efforts and so forth for the Amtrak. But let's, uh, let's look, focus more in on the, on the county specifically. Okay. You said that the responsibilities of the county are, in a lot of ways, less tangible than at the, at the city, they 
focusing on services, the police, the, I mean, the sheriff, the fire, EMS, and that sort of thing. But one of the things that the county does do that is much more physical, if you will, is uh, the infrastructure mm-hmm. within the, with the county itself. For example, uh, one of the things that has recently been approved and is, I think, underway is a reconstruction or addition to uh, K-42 from basically Wichita to the county line to include shoulders on on that road, which I think is a huge improvement in safety, not just for cyclists compared to, for example, 21st Street out out west that goes uh, from Wichita to Cheney. That's one of the most popular cycling routes Mm -hmm. in the county. But the K-42 has been just a a two or a four-lane road without shoulders. So putting the shoulders on there is a huge improvement, I think, in safety. It's also much safer for drivers. They are able to get off the road and so forth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the status of that kind of project or that kind of thinking is on other areas? Is that something that the county is hoping to do on, in other areas? Yeah. Uh, the short answer is, for condensing time is, is yes. I, I think the, the sidewalking and, and shoulder work being visible for, for bicycling Cycling is uh, is a part now of almost that's a that's part of the planning when you're mm-hmm. getting into all right we're going to redo this road, so okay. we're looking at great. The, I think that's that's just part of the decision tree. I know it is in 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 the city of Wichita, mm-hmm. and I think we're mm-hmm. uh, doing this in uh, with it with it. I'm sure we're doing it in the county because we do work closely together mm-hmm. with that. So yeah, I'm I think that's a wonderful stuff. All right. As you notice, know, East Kellogg. Where where beach is at, you know, mm-hmm. Textron. Mm-hmm. So on the north side of Kellogg, there's a sidewalk there that runs all the way. <laughs> yeah. And I used to tell Gary Jansen, Gary, we're putting the sidewalk in, and there's no people there. He goes, you watch, there'll be people yeah. riding yeah. cycles and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it it does get used, but it's kind of funny. It's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's off mm-hmm. the beat. You know, it's not part right. of the highway, but it's so every road I think now should have okay consideration for how do we handle the pedestrian. Oh, excellent. Excellent. In the same vein, another, some other projects that the county has recently completed are uh, what they refer to as the aviation pathway mm-hmm. that goes all the way from Mulvane now up through uh, up to connect to the city of Wichita and the, and the bike path system within the city. Constructed a bridge over uh, the big ditch at, uh, on Meridian, that uh, pedestrian uh, bike bridge there. So that, is, that has been great, and uh, we're we're looking forward to more of those uh, kinds of projects yeah. as well. Too, so. Yeah, I think our community is, uh, well, thank you. And I, and I think the community has accepted, um, uh, and I was just talked to you. I think now that those kind of things are just part of the decision package. Even if we're taking a four-lane road and turn it into three lanes because of bike paths and things like that, a lot of those down here. That's just that's just part of the culture now. I, I think our community has, has grown into that. And uh and I think it's positive for us all. All right. So we've talked about your role uh, in the county, but as part of that role, you're also on the Transportation Policy Board of the Wichita Area Metropolitan Planning Organization, WAMPO. Right. And one thing that's been extremely confusing to me is understanding the the whole funding structure of uh, roads and bridges, uh, the federal government, the state funding, the uh, city funding, the county funding, uh, and then the WAMPO is kind of in the middle of that, uh, uh, passing out some of that money. So they also have 
a say in and, and, and funding responsibility for uh, many of these projects. How does that work with the county's uh, responsibilities and uh, do you, is there uh, opportunity there to uh, improve the funding for the active transportation yeah. and you know, walking? Well, it, it, WAMPO is, is a, it's like, it's like watching paint dry, but it's a very important paint. <laughs> so, uh, and I think for the, for the listeners, in, in a nutshell, when you fill up your car with gas, you pay uh, 12 cents a gallon state gas tax. You pay 18 cents a gallon for federal tax. So the feds grab all that tax money from gas. And, of course, they keep a majority of it. But then they dole out part of that back to the local communities. So if you're an MPO, we're Wichita area, metropolitan planning organization, if you're over like 250,000 people in an area, you're designated as an MPO. There's about four of them in, in Kansas. And so the federal government takes their gas tax money, like I said, keep it, fund project, and then they distribute it back to the state. And the state takes most of their tax money, but take part of it and distribute it to the, quote, MPOs. So that's how, and that in our region is about $12 million a year. So an MPO, we have the boundaries of it. It's just borders mo all of Sedgwick County and, and right around the edges, Andover's included, and the, and the uh, casino down south is uh, part of Sumner County. So a, a project for, to get funded with that $12 million has to be regionally significant. That's the key part. It's got to qualify, and anything that's regionally con significant can be considered for funding. Mm. And even though it might be a two-year plan, maybe it's a $3 million deal, mm -hmm. like the Meridian Bridge is a couple million, whatever. Mm -hmm. It could be a million of that $12 million one year and a million mm -hmm. of then the other the next year, whatever. So Andover's done a great job of using MPO money, WAMPO money, and, that, and actually the Redbud Trail is, is a WAMPO project. And it usually has to have a local match. So if Hayesville wants to do something, and it's a million dollar deal, the more they can say, hey, we're in, we're in for 300,000, we need 700,000. So it's, that's how the formulas work. Mm -hmm. And then the body, the policy body says, does it qualify A? If it does, then we vote on these projects. We'd always have more projects requested for funding than is there. But for, for the purpose of this discussion, uh, having connectivity from, like you said, Cheney Lake, 21st mm -hmm. Street here, uh, those are regionally significant and have a regional impact. K42 mm -hmm. has a regional impact and, and a benefit to the, so that's so that's a real quick nutshell of what what okay. WAMPO does and uh, and yeah I think uh, something like uh, pedestrian traffic and and cycle traffic is a part of uh, of of any project now um, that that comes before the the Wampo body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, good, thanks. You'll be tested on how does Wampo operate. <laughs> um, but that's don't, as, I don't want to take that test. That's as easy as, but that that, no, that, that, that makes that sense, was, simplifies it. Yeah, a that, bit that, was, that was a good explanation. Appreciate that. We are fundamentally an advocacy organization, mm -hmm. and we see that promoting biking and walking 
help make Wichita, Sedgwick County a, a better place to live throughout the world. It's, it's clear that communities that have promoted walking and biking are improved. They're safer because people are out in the community. They're stronger economically and culturally because people are supporting uh, their, their local institutions and so forth, and they're healthier because people are out mm-hmm. doing physical activity. Mm-hmm. One of the organizations that we have followed is Strong Towns that has sort of backed into uh, that conclusion, if you will. Their, their focus is not, they're, they're not a walking and biking organization. Uh, they're really focused on the financial strength mm-hmm. uh, of communities, but they've reached the same conclusion that encouraging the walking and biking uh, makes a community financially stronger. Uh, and one of their, their key points is that communities need to look not only at the cost of building facilities, but the cost of maintaining them mm-hmm. and the financial sustainability <coughs> of mm-hmm. going forward for the life of many projects 30, 40, 50 years and whether that's sustainable. Have you heard of the Strong yeah, Towns well, organization? And I had heard of it, and then when you sent me some information, I looked at it. And uh-huh. I, I can relate that here locally, you look at what what the Delano, what Douglas has done in Delano. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there were some people probably didn't didn't want to do it that way originally, right. but look at how Delano is is really doing very well, mm-hmm. and and it's because cycling, walking, mm-hmm. traffic is is I think the investment there is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Douglas, you know, like I said, we talked about Nasker Park. Douglas is. We go to meetings downtown. I can't believe the people walking, right. and bicycling, and so I would agree. Yeah, when you when you make an investment in a in a major project, it comes with long term maintenance, and uh, that's a balance that needs that all, we all need to be aware of and know that it, it we are better. That whole river is is better because what we've done with the baseball field and the apartments and the development and and that just creates people and and so. I'm a fan. All right. I'm a fan. No All question. Right. Well, as I said, we are an advocacy organization. We encourage people to get involved and to uh, make their, their, their views known on things. What advice would you have for people that uh, are looking to get involved or are interested in, the, in, in what the county government is doing? I think you can, con- you can find more information out thanks to the in- Internet and the websites. And uh, I think the city and county do, does a nice job. Even Derby, like I said before, and Bel Air, they they do a nice job on their websites. So you could you could meander through there, and everybody every there's a numerous amount of boards that you know somebody's maybe your interest is golf, you know, or parks, whatever. Uh, maybe your interest is library. So you need to make sure if you've got an interest, then let it be known that you're interested in maybe even serving on the board if if you want to get in that. Applications, you know, they, you, there's not they're non-discriminatory. Anybody can apply for any board. There's rules that maybe you have to live in an area, something like that, and even uh, advisory boards that that look at the whole thing. I think from my experience as a city and the county, everybody is accessible. Uh, so you, if you got an interest, if you just want to know, if you just want to kind of troll and watch mm-hmm. and comment, you can do that too. You know the. Social media is kind of, I think it's borderline dangerous sometimes because lots of times you don't, you see, you know, people can do that. You don't even know if they're really residents or not. You know, there's some 
there's some advocacy that's outside. Now, you guys are advocacy group, and you've got your fellow advocacy groups in other cities, so you mm-hmm. you get good information and good mm-hmm. ideas you can exchange, and that's that's not that's good stuff. But there's others that just <laughs> ramp up and mm-hmm. try to get distracting on stuff. So, but I, I think a citizen could should feel like they should feel like their their voice is heard if they if they want if they feel passionate about something. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so. That is one thing, actually, I've been very impressed about uh, with at both the city and, and the county commission is almost universally, everyone has been very accessible, been easy to, to talk to, easy to communicate with. That has been very good. Yeah, that's good. Appreciate that. Well, that's part of our, I think that's just part of our character. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a nice we're a nice city. We're nice people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't really put that on a resume because somebody else in Phoenix says, "Well, we're nice too." You know, yeah. like, yeah, you're not, not, you're not nice like Wichita. You know, right. when I was there, you know, right. but. So, is there anything that we uh, have not talked about that you'd like to to raise or talk about? Well, you, we covered a lot. Um, okay. I'm just, I just like to uh, share that I, I really think. Uh, it's funny we just talk about nice. Our community is good. We we are respectful. I I hear feedback often that God we moved here. Yeah, you go to the grocery store and people say hi and you know it's not it's not bully world in in that world and and so that's part of our fiber I believe and I think the last two years COVID kind of disrupted some of that fiber where mm. I saw employers employees you know it's a lot of emotion families mm-hmm. friendships damaged all about really because of a because mm-hmm. of covid or because of a vaccine or a mask so i think we lost a little of that that mm-hmm. and and i think if we were a worse community like others i think it had been a lot worse like like we saw in other places the problems in seattle and whatever are just manifested by by the covid so but I think, I'm hoping and I believe, except recently it spiked up again, that, that we were coming back to what this, uh, this community is, is good about. And, mm. and we're a giving community, and there's a bunch of nonprofits that you can be involved in, and you know, the Habitats of Humanity or Lord's mm-hmm. Diner or whatever. So we do that. Our businesses support nonprofits, and I think we get back to that, and that's what makes us, uh, you know, the people call it Kansas nice. I'm, I'm just saying, man. We we are we are part of that niceness, you know, and I'm I'm longing for the for the days where where there's just the anxiety and the mm-hmm. in the fighting, so to speak, uh, is over at least related to COVID, and so right, anyway. right. That 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 would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So we talked about accessibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone wants to communicate with you. Uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Well, our website, it's easy to click on. Our, you can click on my name, my deal to send me an email. Um, the phone number's there, too. I get less than a handful of phone calls a day to that. Mm-hmm. I, get, I get emails, but I'd say email and, and a phone call, and I always return the phone calls. And the emails, it's kind of, if it's an email, if it's an issue related to one of our departments and you have a fact about something, mm-hmm. it, an email helps document so I can take that email and get with the correct department okay. 
and I'll usually respond back to that email say hey I've just forwarded over here to the Treasury Department and 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 that I found mm -hmm. that our departments are pretty responsive mm -hmm. so if it's an issue uh, specific to a department you can email me or, or a phone call and and I find that talking just like we've been talking mm -hmm. is much better because people people interpret texts and emails in a different way mm -hmm. so sometimes I'll get an email I'm going you know I'm not responding back there I'm going to call this person if mm -hmm. they have their phone number and I say I got your email oh well I didn't expect a phone call <laughs> yeah I said, well, sure can you why don't you tell me in your words what you, what you mm -hmm. really mean because mm -hmm. I'm looking at it thinking man this person's really mad and then but they're really not mm -hmm. or this per you know mm -hmm. so if it's mm -hmm. if it's kind of one that I, I just think people talking and in, in, mm -hmm. then you can really hear and mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. And then they can hear my explanation. I'll say, you know what? I'm going to follow up with an email back to you, but I'm going to quickly. So it'll be a lot shorter in our conversation because at least you know how I feel. What about blah blah? blah. Mm -hmm. So that that's my style. I don't. Okay. You know, everybody's got their own style how they handle it. But right. email and phone call is it works just fine. All right. Yeah. Well, great. Well. We thank you for your time. Thank you for your comments and your thoughts. Uh, yeah. Really appreciated. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've, en I've enjoyed it. I'm, I hope that uh, that it helps and people can find out what we do. Hope so. so thanks too. for what you guys do, and and I think we've made progress. Have you been in this business for a yep. few years? Yep. Do you feel yourself that it's better today than it was? Oh yeah, ten years absolutely. ago. Absolutely, <laughs> definitely, definitely been progress. But uh, as as an advocate, uh, you know, we always want more. So. Right. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, I we do it. appreciate uh, what, what has been done, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the opportunity to visit. All right. Okay. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I appreciate that uh, Commissioner Meitzner has the, a big picture view of our, our county's investment in rails to trail and some paths between communities. It was really interesting to hear his him talk about the interactions between city county yeah. uh, level types of things because we don't I mean not everybody knows that not everybody gets that kind of viewpoint and so I really appreciate hearing about those types of things absolutely and I think we're really lucky that before he was a county commissioner he mm -hmm. was on city council so I think that really helps him see the the bigger picture and how the county and city do need to work together. The county does serve Wichita, but it does serve the areas outside. Right. It's, it's these odd layers. Yes. Um, and, you know, so it is very hard and, and kind of convoluted. Right. Uh, sometimes right. from the resident perspective, mm -hmm. uh, you know, of who's handling what. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yes, we are. I'm, I'm very thankful uh, to have him on the county commission um, mm -hmm. and having had that leadership level. Yeah, um, at the city and the county. Yeah, and I hope that we continue to have some effort and investment put into trails and paths between the communities Absolutely. because that will help so many things. It will boost outcomes for physical health, for mental health, for fiscal health for those communities. Yes, absolutely. And, and he, Pete, definitely seems to get it. Yes, we appreciate that. We're also very excited, you know, that he has continued to champion the, the efforts related to Amtrak and, mm -hmm. you know, rail transit. Uh, I think this is so important, of yes. course, as we move forward. And, and he's really uh, working those now mm -hmm. uh, at the federal level. So 
we hope to hear good news uh, about that soon. Yeah, increasing our options for transportation between communities is definitely what we need. Absolutely. So thank you, Commissioner Pete Meitzner. We really appreciate all that you do. Oh my goodness, winter is such a rough time to feel like we're making progress on our fitness goals and really Ugh. any goal in general because winter just wrecks our mental health. I mean, you, you hear often about the seasonal depression stuff with the lack of sunlight and, and those types of things. So everything just seems to take so much more effort just getting to work. We have to get up, we have to put on more layers of clothing, we have to defrost the car. I mean, everything takes so much yeah. more time. And it's so frustrating uh, when we think about how easy and quickly we got, we got to the grocery store in summertime. You know, you just grabbed your purse and mm -hmm. got out the door and you got to the store and now you have all these other things. As with so many things, it's just adjusting your perspective and reevaluating as to the time of the year. And so I think that's really a habit that I'm trying to cultivate is mm -hmm. a habit of resilience. Just because it took me three times walking out to the car to get everything I needed to the car for the day. I mean, that that has been such a terrible thing for me. It's like I, I understand. It's like I lock the door, I walk to the car and it's like, well, crap, I forgot my water bottle. And then I yep. go back in to get the water bottle and then I got to, you know. Everything just takes so much more effort. And so I need to remember to not translate that impatience when I get on the road. And my neighbors don't need to know how behind <laughs> I've gotten myself and how frustrated I am with myself and just flustered in general. Mm -hmm. So during winter, you know, we just need to kind of remember that things take more effort. Let's try to plan fewer tasks for the day <laughs> to be realistic. I think it's definitely important to think about perspective mm -hmm. and just uh, keeping things in perspective. Um, I recently was reading some leadership, good material, and they were talking about, you know, resilient people. And uh, one of the things is resilient people are able to put things in perspective. Yeah. Times may be really tough. They may be really bad mm -hmm. uh, right now. Those do not last usually. Right, yeah. Tough and, times uh, don't last. And so being able to put that in perspective and being able to figure out how to, you know, keep moving forward. Right. But also the self-care and, mm -hmm. and taking care mm -hmm. of yourself. Um, but yeah, not translating that impatience or frustration uh, to people who, who have no, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not their fault. No. It's, it's, it had nothing to do with them. Well, that was a great, uh, great point, Amy. Thanks for bringing that up. It's something we should always, I think, keep in mind and, mm -hmm. and try to help. For this month's volunteer spotlight, I would like to shine the spotlight on Jennifer Rigg. Many of you may know Jen from Bike Walk, which has earliest days. Jen's creativity uh, helped us bring about our very first Bike Beautiful fashion show, and she has also just shared her talents and creativity and just good cheer about many rides yeah. and at many events. So yep. I'm sure many of you uh, may know her. <laughs> Jen is a local architect and she is really helping uh, Wichita businesses and homes become both more beautiful and efficient. And she has joined our capital campaign committee and we really are appreciating her help in uh, looking at our new property helping us redesign it so that we can transform 
you know, our headquarters into a more active community center, you know, yes. that's open mm -hmm. most days of the week and uh, just has tons of activities going on. So thank you, Jen, for all you do uh, to help us look better and function better. We appreciate it. Just as our volunteers make the magic happen, our local business sponsors are also vital partners who not only make Wichita a better place to shop, dine, and work, but also support our mission to make Wichita a more connected, accessible city that supports everyone biking, walking, and rolling around. As our city opens back up, please shop local and support these businesses who work to make your city safer for you. REI at K96 in Greenwich carries high-quality adventure gear, clothing, bikes, lightweight camping equipment, and food to support your next hike or bike trip. Bicycle Exchange is Wichita's largest bike shop, featuring all styles of bikes by Trek, Gary Fisher, Fuji, Felt, Electra, Surly, and a wide range of bike accessories, gear, and clothing. They're located in Delano, so drop in and check out their selection. Bicycle Peddler is our local specialized dealer located on Rock Road near Central. And Bicycle Peddler has a growing selection of exciting bike apparel, accessories, and a full range of services. So check out their website featuring local rides and events. Pedago Wichita has recently opened their new location in Bradley Fair right next to Trader Joe's. Pedigo features a colorful assortment of electric bikes from cruisers to cargo options. Drop in and test ride one today. Kansas Department of Transportation provides an annual grant to purchase lights for all of our bikes that roll out of recycle and to support our Operation Firefly outreach to make our streets safer for all users. Wesley Healthcare has provided a grant to install mile markers and wayfinding signage on the Redbud Path. The signage will not only help residents identify nearby businesses and services, but will also assist emergency services in locating you quicker in case of an emergency. Wesley wants to help you be active and healthy every day. Visionary Print can help you with your podcast, video, and promotional materials. Check out our online store at bikewalkwichita slash retail with all sorts of fun bike walk merchandise. In Spirit Kombucha will help you reach your health goals this year with their refreshing beverages that you can find in many local retailers throughout the city. And a better bar service is ready to help you take your next social gathering to the next level by providing a professional, fun bar service. So thanks again to all of our wonderful sponsors who are jumping on board and really helping us uh, transform our city. We really appreciate their support. And if you know of a business who may be interested in sharing their resources, their products with our people, let us know because our 2022 sponsorship packages are out and are able to highlight them on a variety of platforms and channels. Well, it looks like our time is up. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to see you around town. If you are interested in taking action, connecting us with your neighborhood, or have an idea for 2022, please let us know. That wraps up our show. Extra thanks to Amy and to Alan and Commissioner Pete Meitzner for joining us, and to all of our volunteers for the awesome fun that you make happen. Thank you, Kim. And we'll see you out and around town.